0: Absolutely nothing beats windshield time. Welcome back to Dan the Road Trip Guy, a podcast where we have candid conversations about life lessons learned on the road. I'm your host, Bimmer enthusiast and road trip extraordinaire, Dan Neal. And now, on to the show. I am excited to talk to my guest today. His name is synonymous with auto racing. I met him in 2013 at a race event, and I've been looking forward To catching up with him on the show. He is a racer today and he owns a race team with his mom. And so I'm excited to talk to him and catch up how his year has been, what he's up to and what uh, 2023 looks like. And so I want to welcome to the show, Jared Andretti. And Jared, I like to give my guest a couple of minutes just to let my listeners know who they are. And so for you and I, let's take a warm-up lap around mid-Ohio, which I know you know that track very well. And just let my listeners know who is Jared Andretti.
1: Yeah, Mid Ohio's a great place. Uh we raced there this year, actually, in the P three car. So it's a good place. Unfortunately we're not going back there, but I'm Jared Andretti. My last name is relatively recognizable i'm a member of the whole andretti family my father's john his father was aldo who was twin brothers with mario andretti that's usually the first question people have is where do you fit into the family tree so that that's where i fit in i'm driving a prototype in imsa uh last couple years i have and i'm going to continue to do that and maybe do some expansion into some other forms of racing coming here in 23 and 24 how long you been racing I started racing when I was 17, so I'm relatively new to it, honestly. You know, there's a lot of people that have been doing it, you know, they're, they had 10 years head start on me. Very, very new to it. I started in 2011. Yeah, so going into uh, t- 11th or 12th year now.
0: Yeah, that's great. This is a show typically about uh, cars and road trips and, and life in general. We'll get to some of those questions. First question I always like to ask my guests, tell me about your first car.
1: <laughs> first car was a <laughs> was a Dodge Durango my parents had that they towed behind the motorhome and when dad stopped racing we had the he uh he let me drive it around and it was great it was awesome it was rugged it was big it was uh it got me up and down the road and it was nice it had a cool feature on it that um it actually had lights like police lights on it that dad had put on it at one point just for fun and so um we i never used them but probably not the best thing to have on a 60 year old's car but but anyway, that was my first car, and that's what I used. And I still, I still love that thing. It was maroon.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What do you drive today?
1: Uh, I drive actually just a GMC Acadia. I, I don't drive anything fancy. Uh, I don't like. I, I I think you know I get I get to drive all these cool cars on the racetrack, or I get to actually you know open them up and and run them hard, and you don't get to do that on the open road. So just get something that's practical that you know is comfortable and and I can get to point A to point B.
0: Probably keeps you a little safer on the road, like you're not uh, tempted to uh, go racing down the road.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you always have to squelch and kind of suppress those feelings, right? So, no matter when you're in a car, but I think that um, that that kind of that kind of puts you in a different mind frame, and and you just need to get to need to get to where you're going, your meeting, your debrief, whatever you're doing. So, yeah, it's it's. I think eventually I'll I want to own some cool cars and stuff like that for the road, but probably when I'm done racing or when I don't get that the, the the feel and the, the adrenaline that I get on a regular, regularly consistent basis right now.
0: Yeah, that's right. I usually talk to, or typically my guests are older than you. You're, you're young and they always have these uh, cool muscle cars from the 60s and 70s. And and of course they always end the conversation. I wish I had kept that car.
1: So exactly, exactly. That's what eventually I think. I think everybody needs to own a good muscle car before they, before they pass. Right. You know, so I think that that's a, that's an important thing and I, I think at some point i'll end up with with some sort of muscle car because they are they are just so cool
0: yeah okay question for you epic road trips that just stand out in your memory again you're a young guy but i'm sure you've been on some uh some road trips anyone that just um uh, you just never will forget and if you wanted to head out tomorrow you'd do it again
1: man there's there's so many trips right going to races going to and from races just funny stories and stuff like that but i remember uh just one road trip that i would I would definitely do it again at some point we went uh me and Dad ran the silver Crown car up at Pikes Peak in uh, Colorado. We got on i seventy like from Indiana this was probably back in 2013 and we just got on I-70 and we just started heading west and it was like get off in 670 miles or whatever it was and we just drove and drove and drove and it was just it was the planes were actually pretty cool to me you could just see for miles and then and then we, obviously when you got to Colorado you know you got to we went to Pikes Peak and got to see Colorado Springs and all that stuff and then go racing so it was just so fun and there's just so much windshield time with you know, your dad and, and getting to talk about racing and life and all that stuff. So that was, that was tons of fun, but I'm, I have so many of them with, with dad and in, in particular that, you know, that stand out and going to cup races with him and going to different places, just, just driving and him racing and I was going to the next place. So it was just, you know, so many memories I could go on and on about, you know, road trip after road trip that we took, um, because we just like to drive together. You know, we just like to drive places we'd rather drive than fly. So we have lots of windshield time together
0: sure you get to see the country when you're driving not so much when you're flying sometimes it's good to get there quick but i still love going out west and and i'm kind of a back roads guy i like to get off the interstate and just uh how how can i get there and without being on the interstate
1: yeah it's it's there's a lot of the country that you don't get to see and if you're flying over it you know they have those term the fly over states right but there's really no No flyover state, right? Every state's got something cool to offer, and something, you know, there's a cool small town somewhere, and a cool diner or a dive bar or something like that. I like to go to the dive bars and and diners and stuff like that. You know, I like to get off, go to those places, and and I'd rather go to a dive bar than a fancy restaurant. You know, every town there's something like that, right? That you can you can go into that's been there for you know how many years, right? Regulars there and all that. So I like to find those kind of places, and I think that's that's always a fun. A fun thing to do is you try to travel through these these small towns when you're when you're driving.
0: Yeah, I would agree. There was um, we were over with Henry at VIR years ago, and there was I don't know it was almost like a an, a garage there, and we just found it, and they had the best food. But it you felt <laughs> it, like you were walking into a, an old gas station.
1: It's it's called um um it's called Brooklyn Eats, isn't it? I believe that's it. Yeah, that's the place, and it was um I I always tell people one of the best restaurants you'll ever have. It's in Roxboro, North Carolina. And I always, I saved the name on my phone because I was like, if I ever get to go to this place, it was like, uh, I, I got the story because I was like, man, there is this food, you know, you know, VIR, there's nothing around there, right? I mean, there is nothing. nothing. And I, when I went to the hotel, the lady was like, this is this place that's, that I, they said it's American food. It's called Brooklyn Eats and it's, it's an old firehouse. And I said, okay, let's go there. I said, what kind of food is it? She's like, it's kind of like Applebee's. And I was like, what? And so I went there and I'm like, this lady was so wrong. There's nothing like Applebee's. This thing, this, this is amazing. It was like some five-star chef that decided to get off the road and off the grind in New York and start his own restaurant, in his hometown. Yeah. So, um, that's the place Their Buffalo chicken dip's amazing. So if you're going to VIR and you're going to stay in North Carolina, stay near Roxboro and go to Brooklyn eats.
0: Yeah. Great. Thanks for, uh, reminding me of the name. It was so many years ago. I'm like, we, we would rack our brain going, Oh, what was that? Yeah. Well, you you talked about your name, and it's just pretty synonymous with auto racing. You said you got a, a later start than most. Did you grow up wanting to race cars, and you just waited, or what? What's the story there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I actually I was playing other sports and really enjoyed playing other sports. And dad never pushed me and and or anything like that. And it was kind of really by happenstance that I got into it. Is he was he got a go kart for himself as he was racing less and. And so I got into it with him because he just wanted to go. He needed somebody to put the go-kart on the stand with him when we went to the racetrack so he could drive it. And then he said, yeah, you want to drive it? Of course, I did a couple laps, and it just snowballed from there, right? It went from him not driving at all to me driving all the time and going every weekend and just running laps after lap after lap. So really, really fun times, really, really good times. And it was very very i don't know how you put it just very very natural the way that it occurred and organic it was no over no pressure to do it or not do it yeah. so it was it was
0: nice did you race go karts or did you go straight to cars
1: i raced a couple go karts i think i raced like 3 or 4 races and then i went to cars and then and then after after cars i went i, I went i did some go kart stuff for a little bit i came back and i was doing some cars and go karts at the same time but i didn't race many go karts i think i raced like less than a year in carts and 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 got got straight into cars because i was old enough at that point right you know usually that's the limiting factor for people is you know the the age you know they kept staying to go karts until they're you know 15 16 uh anymore
0: yeah for sure did you do any training i mean you know you hear about skip barber you know we met you through bertel Ruse. Um, yeah did you do any of those type schools or did you just your dad put you in the car and he was your teacher
1: yeah, I mean, with the go kart, he just put me in the put me in the car and said, "Hey, go have fun, go figure it out, right?" You know, it was just doing it just to just to have fun at that point, right? Every every great thing starts with, "Hey, let's just go do this for fun and see what happens," right? And and so we that's what we did, and and then I I did the convertible <clears> school. <throat> let me think here. Probably about a year after I started racing, so I was. I did like the five day school, the three day, and then I came back for the two day the following week. I remember they took me out of school so I could do it. I thought that was really cool. You know, I, I did some of it on spring break, but the rest of it was during school week. And then and then I would do the the car race at the end of the year every year with, with uh with those guys. So I think by the time I had I met you and Henry, uh, Dan, I think I had met I, I had raced the five-day school and then raced the enduro once hmm. and so that was my second time um there at uh, roebling road uh you know having fun with you guys
0: yeah And we finished second how about that
1: did we I, I don't i i totally forget um i probably should i probably should remember that yeah but that's cool yeah that's cool I, and i mean it's a little bit, you know. I can. Uh, I'm friends with Dennis, but I know that uh, I know that he played his cards right. He was he made sure to keep his time off the left front tire there because the tire deck is so bad there. So you know, I know that he was he was making sure to keep his left front tire fresh for the race. Yeah, and uh, and we ran all the laps in practice because we were having fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what we were there for, right? Hey, uh, so you're racing pretty much full time, I believe. Um, you also yep. run a race team. Do you do anything else? I know you went to. Uh, university in north carolina i think
1: yeah yeah i did go to nc state um i don't do much else to be honest with you as far as that stuff goes because i i spend most of my time working on the race team or in the race team or or driving the race car or whatever that might be i uh, i do all that stuff and then, you know, whatever spare time I have, I usually spend with, with my family. I got, uh, my mom is in North Carolina my sister's in Tampa, my other sister's in Philadelphia. So whenever I can go and get to one of them, I do, or whenever I can get home to Charlotte and spend some time with my mom, I do that really if I'm, if I'm stationary for any amount of time, it's. It's in Charlotte or in Indy uh, and we're working. So I'm not real big on, I'm not really uh, good at finding hobbies and such. Maybe when I get older, maybe I'll learn how to develop that skill a little bit better.
0: Yeah. When you're my age, you can, you can have a hobby. So,
1: yeah. yeah. I'll pick up fishing or something. Yeah, there you <laughs> go.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have a lot of track memories and, you know, is there one particular memory with your dad, either when he was racing or you were racing that, you know, you'll just never forget. Maybe it was a win, something big.
1: Anything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's, there's quite a few of them. I mean, I think in his career, I just remember going back to the Speedway whenever he went, went to run Indy back after he had done all the Cup stuff. And I just remember seeing how big of a spectacle that was and how much it meant to him. You know, so I think that that really hit me that really hit me hard and understanding what the 500 meant to our family and then to my father in particular. So that was really cool. And then, you know, a couple of years later, you know, I was racing full time and we were racing sprint cars. And when we got our first win together, it was really cool, you know, like pulling into victory lane and stuff like that. And I could, I can still see him smiling right now and stuff like that. So, you know, those are memories that you'll take with you forever. Just stuff like that, that you'll never, you'll always cherish and nobody can ever take them away from you. Right. Those are, those are important things in your life that Kind of molded you and shaped you to the person you are today.
0: I know you guys. You know your dad passed away. What year was it?
1: uh Beginning of twenty twenty.
0: Twenty twenty. uh yeah. Colon cancer. Correct. Yep. Yep. And uh I know you guys are advocates of that. Is that still? Is that still a passion for your family?
1: Yeah, it's going really well. Actually, we have the uh what we call the. It's called the Check It For Andretti Foundation. It is a five hundred one c three. And uh, it's got all the proper designation. And we've been raising money and then giving away um, colonoscopies to individuals that are um, underinsured, uninsured, not able to afford their deductible for colonoscopies. And we've been working really strongly, um, really closely with Northeast Digestive in um, Concord, North Carolina. It's been going really well. We actually given away 27 colonoscopies through their partnership with them this year um, alone. We started in March. And uh, m- middle of March, and now we've so far we've given away twenty seven. So really, really excited about that. Really, really proud of that. And we have so many great partners with it, right? We have Window World and Mi Windows have donated quite a bit of money. We've had uh, other partners on the racing, UHSM and such that have been big supporters of it. And then really the karting centers, the Andretti Indoor Karting and Games, um, the locations that they have, they've been doing a roundup campaign and it's been just fantastic how much support we receive from all the people that come in there and and from them and um so we've been able to to deploy that to deploy that capital to to get people the right colonoscopies and the right care that they need so we're just looking to grow we're looking to continue to add more doctors and and try to get more and more people that can um can get the care that they need it's amazing colon cancer is very it is preventable um if you you get a colonoscopy you need to get a colonoscopy at 45 no matter who you are family history or not if you have family history I would look at doing it earlier and you can you can prevent it and so the best uh the best defense is a good offense right so catch it before it spreads catch it before it even festers and that's what we're trying to do and trying to trying to make sure that families stay together and people have uh are able to keep the people in their lives um, because they got the proper the proper care at the right age before anything you know could happen yeah
0: well thanks for sharing that and thanks for your work there for sure thank you this past year, um, this year, uh, it's not over yet, right? Race, race, <laughs> right. Race, racing's over, I guess, but uh, the year's not over. Any particular race that stands out this year from your team that uh, is uh, extremely notable?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we we were able to win Petit Le Mans, which is a big deal for all of us. You know, that was the last race of the season, and Road Atlanta was is a very it's a pretty gnarly track. I mean, it's very very hectic. It's very very frantic. Um, there's a lot of stuff happening there all the time. It was just good. We won. It was our it was our first win in the class in IMSA, but it was at at the end at an endurance race, at one of the hardest endurance races to win. And so we were just super proud of that. It was the end of the season, so we ended on a high, and just everybody just executed flawlessly from um, the people on the pit stand to the drivers to um, the crew. And it was just it was just a really good weekend all around. Really proud of that. And we could take that momentum and in, into next year with us as well. It really stands out. And you know, there's nothing quite like your first win, right? That always is that's always big and something that you'll never forget.
0: Yeah, we watched that one. We had it on the TV and we're like, "Yep, eh, there's that. We know that name. So <laughs> kept watching yeah. and, and rooting for you. Big plans for twenty twenty
1: three? Yeah, we're gonna do some uh do some more prototype racing, hopefully add some other racing. To the schedule as well. I don't, I don't, I like to race more, rather, I'd like to race more than I am now. So we're, we're adding that and looking to, to, to kind of add to the current schedule. So excited about that and we'll see, we'll see how those plans come together and kind of go from there.
0: The, uh, so back to road trips a little bit. If you could take a road trip with anyone, living or dead, uh, who would it be and where would you go?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, I think that the common theme here is, um, you know, is obviously my father. So you know, if I could, if I could take another road trip with him, that would be, that'd be fantastic. And I don't know where we would go. You know, to be honest with you, we'd probably just go to a racetrack somewhere where, like we always did. So who knows? Maybe Walkins Glen. You know, something like that. We've always had we've had a lot of good memories up there. We won some races up there and had some good times there. So maybe we. would maybe we'd take a trip to Watkins Glen and spend spend a weekend racing and up there on the lake and hanging out. And um that's probably what we would do. That that sounds like a pretty good time to me.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I would like to do that with my, my dad. Again, he was a owner-operator of a big truck. Spent a summer with him when I was nine in the truck traveling around the U.S., which was, which was fun for me. And then uh, I bought a car. I've told this on another podcast, but I bought a car in San Jose. It was a 20 year old BMW and I bought it for $2,500. And the only, the only reason I bought it was to drive it back across to Cincinnati on route 50. Yeah.
1: And so that's cool.
0: I invited him along and, and we tooled across the country uh, together. And now looking back and I wish I you know, it was a time before iPhones and all that. I wish I would have had a voice recorder and I just turned it on because he just told story after story after story uh, as we drove as we drove home. We we spent one night in a hotel and he said, all right, that's it. We're we're heading home. No more. No more sleep. We just drove uh, straight through
1: that. That's hilarious. That's how my dad was. But those are those are priceless memories right there. Right. You know, that was something that you can um, you can cherish forever. And that's something that you'll have to do with Henry. Right. You know, get a car somewhere, get a car up in Portland or Seattle and drive it back, drive it back down the other part of the country. Right. You know, it's really pretty up there. You will have to do that. Make sure make sure you don't miss out on the opportunity to do that with your son one day.
0: Yep, yep, for sure. On that one thing you mentioned, and, and I want my listeners to hear this because most of them are not into the racing um scene you mentioned you know typically you see a race team and you see the driver and you don't see all these other people behind the scenes and so you mentioned them earlier and i just want people to understand it's a it's a team making this work not not just a driver getting in a car
1: yeah i mean actually you know it's funny i think of the driver is ultimately a very small cog in the wheel you know it, it's very much you know and that, and that's where i think that maybe people go wrong with motorsports is there's a lot of guys that do a lot of work that never get recognized and that um are really really they're critical to the to the to the operation and it's you know it's always it's always funny it's a lot easier to replace the driver than it is to replace all the mechanics or all the engineers or something like that right so ultimately those guys are everybody's important but more important or at at, equ- at least as important as the driver and so and i say that as a driver but, uh, you know, when you look at a race team, and you look at all the mechanics that put the car on the track and make sure that everything's in just the right order. And you get the truck drivers that get the cars there without uh, without damaging anything and, and setting everything up and sure everything runs properly. And you look at the engineers that make the decisions on the setup and the pit strategy and the calls and managing all the people, you know, you have the team manager and everything like that, you know logistics people and hotels and ordering parts and making sure you have all the life out stuff off the car that, you know, all that stuff that people don't understand and don't see. It's like, you know, it's very, it's, it's hypercritical. It's, 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 it's everything. If the cars don't get there in one piece, you don't get to go racing. But if a driver doesn't show up, you just grab another driver. You know I mean? That's kind of the way it works. (laughs) So it, you know, not to discount drivers are super important. Obviously they get a lot of credit and they're, they're, you know, they're very, important part of the cog but i think ultimately the team behind them and the the people that stand behind them is is something that doesn't get enough credit and i think that the the people that understand that and the drivers that understand that um and they build the teams around themselves and and get them everybody working together in the right direction it's those are the ones that are successful Um, and you can look at that in formula one. You can look at that at guys like Fernando Alonso and stuff like that. You know, you can, you can read in Schumacher, you can read about how they were able to get team, their mechanics and engineers and people in the factory to, to work with them and work, um, alongside them and, and really buy into what they were doing. And you were able to get the most out of them. And when you get everybody operating at their, their max capacity as hard as they can all the time, typically good things happen and, and then success breeds more success. So. I think all that stuff is is, is super important and, and things people don't think about um, when they're looking and they turn on the TV and watch a race. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And uh just want people to know. So you are young. You mentioned that. You mentioned no hobbies yet, but uh, anything on your bucket list? You got one of these items on your bucket list, totally unrelated to maybe racing uh, that you want to uh, knock off of there someday?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty boring. It, 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 you know, racing is kind of the only thing I do. It's pretty. Pretty boring, and, and ultimately, I'm sure that if we had a, if I had some hobbies, we could have gone down that path and everything. But you know, I, I don't, I don't have bucket list items. You know, I think that I, I need to sit down and make one. To be honest with you, to be quite frank with you, and I haven't had you know the time or the or the inter- really the the want to to do that. But I think that there's really only a couple of places I really want to go um, anymore that I've been able to kind of write down i i for whatever reason like austria looks really pretty to me i want to go to like austria maybe some of those eastern you know kind of like mid mid european countries you know not all the way in eastern europe but but kind of you know near germany and things like that so i've always wanted to do something like that and take take the family and go there and do that maybe that maybe that's it maybe just go through the hills there and drive around and stop in some small towns and find some Find some dive bars, right? You know, find some local local hangouts and hang out there. So, yeah, that's that's kind of one of the things I want to do. But ultimately, my bucket list comes down to you know whatever the my sisters and my mom want to do is what I end up doing. So when they tell me, hey, we want to do this, well then that's what I go do. And if they if they're happy fulfilling whatever they want to do, then then, <laughs> then I'm happy because I'm not a I'm not really a picky guy when it comes to that stuff.
0: <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I remember that about you. So, so you'll just live out their bucket list items. There you go
1: yeah yeah it's pretty easy and it's less effort for me and they do the planning and you know my mom my mom is good at getting us all together and to get you know to go on vacations. We went on a vacation earlier this year because my sister graduated med school and it was really nice to to get everybody together. We had some friends that went with us as well, and you know we got to you know go to the go and swim with some sharks and go and do the you know do the all that kind of stuff go to the nice crystal clear water and the things that you don't you see in movies but you don't see. In your everyday life. So that was really cool and stuff that you'll, you know, again, you'll take with you forever.
0: That is for certain on memories. I just have a lot of great memories. And particularly one of those was meeting you and your dad in 2013. We'll just uh, keep encouraging people to keep creating memories with those closest to them in particular, but uh, just in their own lives and things to look back on when they get older. I like to wrap up my show letting my guest tell my listeners how to find them, whether that be on social media, website, whatever that might be, promote yourself, cause uh, around colon cancer, whatever else uh, comes to your mind.
1: Yeah. The the best thing to do is really just, if you're going to follow or you want to see what's going on is, you know, just follow on Twitter, Instagram, it's at Jared and And then, but really, if you want to be involved, you know, I mean, the. I'm not great on social media. I do some social media, but I'm not. I'm not really one of those people that post an, an immense amount. Really want to get involved with the family or, or or make a difference. You know, it's just check it for andretti.org. Go through there and see what we're doing. And you know, if you are so inclined to get involved, you're happy to make a donation. That's great. Anything helps. If you happen to know a doctor that's you know that's a GI doctor that would like to participate or wants to reach out to us, like very easy to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram through DM, all that stuff. Those are always open and I read them all and just, you know, just want to make sure that we're uh, keep the lines of communication with anybody that has an idea We're we're always open to stuff. That's great.
0: So it's been a, been a pleasure to have you Jarrett and uh, look forward to following you along in 2023 as, as you continue your racing.
1: No, I appreciate you having me on and thank you for, uh, thank you for following along and hope to see uh, Henry in the paddock somewhere.
0: Keep an eye out for him. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dan, the road trip guy. And we look forward to having you back again next time. In the meantime, if you want to find me, you can find me on the Internet at Danny, D-A-N-N-Y, Neil, N-E-A-L dot com. Until we meet up again, keep having conversations and keep driving.